All right, welcome everyone to another episode of Scientology Fair Game. Hi, Mikey. Hi, Lily. How are you Lili? today? I'm good, Mike. Thank you. Do you want to introduce oh. our most fabulous guest? Yes, I do. Our our dear friend and star of <laughs> one of the F- most popular episodes of the Aftermath show, Mary Khan, is with us today. Hi, Mary. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Mary. <laughs> it's nice to see you, Leah. It's really nice to be here. I just wanted to say thank you to you for, for your willingness to continue in this fight with us. So, um, Yeah, you. you're welcome. Um, you know, I would do anything for you, Leah. Thank you, Mary. You know, there's not too many people that will expose the abuses as much as you have. And to take, I'm sure you're taking a lot of heat that so many people are unaware of. So anything for you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Mikey, let's go a little bit through our history with Mary. I mean, you guys are very close friends. um, And Mary was friends with, and still is friends with my mom. And I remember when uh, my mom first said, hey, I I want you to talk to my friend Mary, you know, Khan, she's, you know, she told me that you had reached the highest level in Scientology, which is operating Thetan 8 as well, my mother. Uh, reach that, and that's you spent a lifetime in Scientology as well, your family. Um, yeah, and a lot of money, and I don't, I don't think people really still get what Scientology means to be a Scientologist. It's two and a half hours a day minimum, but when you get to the level of OT seven, let's can we talk about that for a moment, Mike? Because I don't, you know, the reason why I bring that up is because my mom and Mary were close. They knew each other because they were on the same level and um these paths cross a lot, right? There's not many OT sevens running around the planet in Scientology. And most of the OT eights who reach this top of this Scientology bridge end up leaving. I mean, is that does, if yes, that's absolutely I mean if that's yeah. doesn't say something to Scientologists. Oh, yeah. It speaks volumes, but Scientologists will never understand or acknowledge that. They won't even see it. They, you know, that sort of right. thing is what goes on in the world of Scientology. The, the, the clearly, obviously insane stuff and evidence that things are not the way that they are portrayed to be. And yet, Scientologists turn a, a, a a deliberate blind eye to that sort of stuff. Like you all think, of it. You would think that Mary's son, right? Her son who has, and still to present day, is disconnected from Mary and right. uh, his mom and his dad and his brother, who's not, who all left Scientology. Um, you would think that he is striving to achieve this elite level, right? You would think that once your mother accomplished that, and turned back to you and said, stop, 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 danger here. Do not continue on this path. It is not what it claims it is. Um, you would think that your sons and daughters would believe you. Would You would have enough, uh, I don't know, of a relationship, trust. But Scientology does a very good job 
of separating families, even when you're in. Yeah. You know, when you get into Scientology, basically you have started walking down a path of traps. Right. And if you're in 40 years, you and you got married and now you have kids right. and they're in it. Ooh, you are in a, you are trapped, 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 really right. trapped. Right. Because if your husband's in, your kids are in, now you've got trappings within trappings. And so uh, a bit of what I wanted to touch on anyway relates to what you're talking about. Being on, doing OT7, that level, yeah. and, and 8, the two highest levels, were horrible. 7 is so abusive in that there's a couple of things that started happening that were waking me up. One is, and this was verified after I was out, one is they pad your program. And let me see if I can make sense of that. In other words, at, one, at, at certain points, it takes one week to get through a six-month check. As I went along, it took longer and longer and longer. Now, some might, somebody within the church would lie and say, well, that's because she needed it. Here's one of the traps. You can never question what your case supervisor writes for your program. If you question it, that means you have overts. Everything leads and to And that's it. somebody, just, just, just to clear up a few things here. When you're on OT7, this is a this is a level in Scientology that you pay for um, that takes 10 plus years to do. So you are. Yeah, yeah for most people, but for I don't know people. what. For me, it was less. It was four years, which is really fast. Mary, you can sugarcoat it all you want. Four <laughs> years, 10 years. You're, you're. It's you're, hell. It's exactly. Hell. You, uh, what, you are. You are have to do this Scientology process five times a day. You have yeah. to have a special safe in your home that only you oh. have access to. If you That's are bolted traveling, to your foundation, yeah, bolted to your foundation. <laughs> you have to be in a soundproof room so nobody hears you not talking to yourself because you're talking in your <laughs> mind to other beings. You're talking to other beings but in your mind. And uh, there's a whole bunch of crazy criteria that you have to have a briefcase. If you have to travel with your confidential materials, it has to be attached to your body. But, and as you said, the six month check, you have to go to Florida to the Mecca of Scientology, no matter where you are on the planet, you have to report to Florida flag Every six months at your expense. You can't stay in a motel. You can't eat food somewhere else. You got to stay at Scientology grounds. And you also have to pay for that. Some people have to quit their jobs if they work for normal people. Because like you said, they pad your stuff. They tell you it's only going to take you two days to do your six month check. It turns into a week, two weeks. And, you know, a normal boss lucky. is going to. Yeah, if you're lucky. And you have to do this until my mother did this for 10 years. And so did my stepfather. They yeah. did this for 10 years. And you're talking about a case supervisor. That's the person who's basically in charge of your Scientology 
bullshit counseling. And yeah. you're right. And go ahead. So go from there, Mary. So that person is supposed to understand your case. So they are the yeah. case super and they write these programs. But as High Levy or maybe I shouldn't say names. Other no, it's people okay. Who, have who's High Levy? Who's, who's High Levy? You want to say, Mike? High Levy was a, a very well-known registrar at the Flagland Base in Clearwater. A salesperson. A fundraiser for Scientology who left and told the stories of what was really going on behind the scenes on how they were making money and how they the coordination between the people that raised the money or take in the money and the tech what was called the technical staff or the yeah. case supervisors who were manipulating the Scientology proceedings in order to make it so that people had to pay more. Right. So, in other words, it wasn't about me. It wasn't about helping me. It was about making money off of me. What and and somehow they have learned how to qualify people. I shouldn't say somehow, but they qualify people like used car salesmen qualify people right. that come in and they can figure out if they're a a, a potential uh, buy or whatever. So they know how to qualify people, how much they can get out of you or how right. much they can ream out of you. Yeah. And it became about how much money they could program, how much money, how long the program to get to get as much money as possible right. right is that when it began mary when you saw high levy's post and you know he he did a posting i think he did a video was that the beginning did, of it where you started to question things i was already questioning it he just validated what i was what suspecting. you already knew right because there's a point when i first got in where it was fun for me and i enjoyed the auditing I was getting, and then it gets more and more grueling. And then when when I was on seven, um, it every time you go in, it's not just going in. Also, what you have to do is grueling. And I would like to clarify for people what you mean, Leah, when you talk about interrogations. Yeah. Interrogations are the mental equivalent of waterboarding. They are torture. It's And it, this goes on for hours and hours and hours. And Mike has had an aspect of it up at Ant that he's talked about. But it's, it's hours and hours of bullshit. It does, this is not cleansing your soul. This is not making you a better person. It is grueling. And this is why. Most people, when you hear them talk about, if they're on seven, and you hear them talk about finishing seven or doing seven, you're not hearing big, fantastic wins, big, fantastic things that have happened to them. You're hearing about how they're going to finish. Oh, I can't, right. you know, well, maybe next time I come in, I'm going to finish. That's because it's a slice of hell. Right. And doing it at home, these five sessions you're talking about are nothing compared to the crap you're going to put up with when you, I live in Clearwater, so it wasn't horrible because I live here, but right. it's horrible going into flag. And it, I mean, horrible, horrible. Everything can you explain, about, 
But can you explain to our listeners what what it is that you're doing? Why why is it so excruciating? First of all, when you walk in the building, there are cameras everywhere, and almost every person that has any quotas, a Sea Org member, I should say, that have any quotas where they have to raise money, they know you're in the building and they have got their feelers out for you. So that's one thing is you cannot walk down the hallway. You can't go to the restaurant. You you can't go to the restaurant without somebody coming in and needing to talk with you. And okay, that's that aspect. And there are many different Sea Org functions where their feelers are out for you. And you have routing, this routing form where you have to go to these people. And you're forced to visit them because you can't, you can't get your counseling. I mean, it's literally like, if I just give people an example, it's like, let's say you're going to church. Let's say you're going to a Catholic church, Christian church. It's like right before you walk in, the Monsignor walks up and hands you a piece of paper and they say, you can't walk into the building. I know you want to go light a candle. I know you want to pray. I know you want to, you know, do confession, whatever it is, right? Until you go visit the sales department and you're not allowed to continue until you go to the point A. Then after you go to that sales department, I need you to go to now uh, the other sales department because there's different sales departments in Scientology, right? right? Because they have 50,000 front groups that you are forced to donate to, which, by the way, it's set up as a trap because... Here you are on OT7, you spent your whole life, all your money, all your time, you forfeited birthdays, anniversaries, vacations, anything you could think of that's pleasurable in life, you forfeited it to pay for Scientology and to be in Scientology, right? Yeah. So you're at the finish line, basically, and now that's a jeopardy because these little sales departments report to the people who give you the green light to be done saying Mary and her family didn't donate to this thing, Mary and her family. And when they could, uh, they have a home that they can refinance. They have this, they have credit. They're driving nice cars. They should be able to sell those cars and give it to the international association of Scientologists or to whatever front group that. And so it is booby trapped. I mean, that's what I, I can't give a better analogy other than imagine walking into your church. That's free, by the way. Scientology is not free. And being told you cannot get a service until you go see these people and donate money. Is that yeah. is that a good analogy, Mike? Yeah, it's a great analogy. Okay. I mean, I, I think that I think that one thing that people then start wondering is if this is also terrible, why is anybody there? Right. Well, there. Well, you know, here's the like, good news, Mike. Well, I'll tell you the good news, Mike. There ain't a whole lot of motherfuckers there. And that's Thanks the fucking you, truth. Leah. Thanks to and you, Mary. And Mike and, yeah. Because well, you started that- exposing this this kind of thing, and you can only pummel on people for so long. Right. And and you know you don't. As I talked about earlier, the traps right. that you step into. Because now I'm in a trap where I can't say, fuck off, leave me alone. Because then you get a report written on you. Then you have to 
go to the ethics officer, and then you'll probably find yourself paying either for more audit interrogations or that's yeah. right, or yeah. doing lower conditions, which is also a form of abuse. It's and degrading. and lower conditions are what, Mike? What would you? How would you explain lower conditions? Making up to the group. It, it's, it's like it's it's like a uh, court martial. I mean, what do to do penance for your supposed sins, and those sins are things that (laughs) the organization says are sins. They're not necessarily what you think may be sins. They're what the organization perceives or declares to be uh, harmful, wrong acts. So you have to make up the damage for that. Right. I I just want to add uh, something in here before we go on, because... There is a an aspect to this which is which is really important, which is the the reason that you don't say go fuck yourselves and just literally walk out the door is not so much what they're gonna do to you by sending you to the ethics officer, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, because you could easily not go to the ethics officer too. The fear is that by saying that that you will lose your family, you will lose your friends, and in the mind of good Scientologists, you will burn in hell for eternity. I mean, we can't put aside the the brainwashing that goes on. You know, disconnection is not brainwashing, but the idea that Scientology is going to take you to this place of ultimate salvation and spiritual freedom and that by walking away from it, you are destroying your eternity and giving up your only hope for total freedom is a very, very powerful motivating factor that people who are still in Scientology will tell you that that's the reason they continue to be there. They right. believe that this is what's <laughs> that this is where they're heading. And right. It, it sort of goes to this point that you were making earlier, Lee, that mm. when you reach the ultimate top of the bridge in Scientology, OT8, and you find out that, well, this ultimate spiritual freedom ain't quite what it's cracked up to be, right. that is when the, the mirage shatters for a lot of people because they go, huh. That ain't what's happening here. I am right, not right. achieving that. When you take that motivating force away, people are more likely to then walk away willingly. Right. So now, there's a lot of speculation uh, about what operating Thetan Seven is, OT Seven, and what OT Eight is, and I don't think anybody really knows the truth they don't know if what they're seeing on the internet is true what they saw on going clear is true what they've seen on our show is true mary could you in basic terms not in scientology's explain just briefly what ot7 and 8 means and what what you thought as a scientologist you were you were going to get because mike i think you brought up a good point in our show many times and 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 you continue to say this is they dangle the carrot even if you go to your your people in in the church, you know, in the organization. I shouldn't say church, Mary. You you'll agree with this. 
when you go to somebody who who might be you know part some human part of them where you can actually have a conversation about your doubts or your concerns a lot of uh, a few of them will tell you yeah, wait till the next level wait till the next right. level. you know right. and so mike has said this often that they're they dangle the carrot of things will get better which is what why paul haggis stayed in for so long because he thought this shit is crazy let me i'm hoping the next thing is not this Right? And, right. and you figure, wow, I'm already, you know, a hundred thousand in at this point. All my family's in it. I'll lose a whole community. I'll lose my family. I'll lose my job, whatever it is. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot at stake. It's not just about walking away. Um, right. So, right. Plus I, you have I, people. Good. Yeah. Well, plus you have people that say, and that tell you how great it is. Right. But that's because. Anybody that doesn't think it's great isn't allowed to say it. To say it. Or it's right. the same threat of punishment, of suffering, yeah, so it's of disconnection. It's George Orwell's 1984. Yeah. You cannot speak. It's like you're walking around a bunch of fucking like, body snatchers. Remember that movie, Mike, in the 70s? Very... The body snatchers. That's what it reminded me. Like, it's like if you like see somebody in the hallway and you're like, hey, fuck, did you do OT3? You're scared. Then I'd be like, you know, you think. They're going to start pointing at you. Alarms are going to go off. And that's basically what happens. Do you know what I mean? You're yeah. like, could be with a friend, your own mother at the at, at right. the uh, Scientology restaurant and goes, this shit crazy? What the fuck is going on? Right. Ah, right. ah, ah, okay, okay. No, 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 yeah. no. And they write reports and you're like, wait, wait, no, no, no. Don't, please don't say anything. Please don't say anything. Right. And that's it. It's exactly. like they literally sweep you up and bring you to the basement. And because that is where the uh the department of ethics is. It's in the basement. They literally sweep you up into a basement somewhere. And you're like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I looked at I looked on the internet. I looked on the internet. You know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. So Mary, can you tell people just briefly what is OT seven and eight? What are you what are you dealing with here? What do you and what what do you think you're getting? Well OT eight's supposed to handle Amnesia on the whole track. Uh, frankly, what does that what does want... that mean, Mary? In English, <laughs> oh, God, it means you're I supposed mean... to be able to recall all your past lives and experiences, the things Mary... that you have supposed to have uh, forgotten by reason of various things that Hubbard said happened to you uh, between your lifetimes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. All that's supposed to be erased. Well. And you're supposed to have a perfect recall of everything that's ever happened to you for the last 74 trillion years or whatever number it is that Hubbard I think it's 775. Yeah. Mike, Mike. Yes. And by the way, Mike is not exaggerating, everybody. So when you think that you're supporting some amazing, oh, it's not crazier than that. And it cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it's a an abusive, toxic cult. It is not a religion. There is no re- religion on earth that has a department solely dedicated to destroying people who leave and speak out. So please know the difference between somebody having faith and Scientology. They are two yeah. completely, they shouldn't even be in the same fucking sentence. But Mike... You know, you 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 gloss over the implant station, and uh, can I explain what an implant station is? It where they where Give they it implant, a shot. where they implant. 
ideas. May the force be with you. Okay. All right. And you guys can tell me. You guys can tell me. This was my understanding. Maybe this is why I'm not a good Scientologist. Maybe something was missed. Maybe they're right. You have a misunderstood word. I have a misunderstood word, which is what they claim most of the time. Okay. At the implant station, this is where you were drugged and hypnotized and you are shown images of angels and God and the, and all other things that are not <clears throat> your real memory. These are not th- these are things that are given to you by the psychiatrists so that you can forget who you really are in an- another lifetime. Yeah. Um, uh, is that yeah, that's, a, that's that's pretty good. So it's really the evil psychiatrist guys who have been around, like Mike said, for 74 trillion years. Guys. Okay. Yeah, the Go psychiatrists ahead. are the reason for this, this all, amnesia. All the this, evil this... and badness, yeah. Yes. Okay. Go ahead, Mary. So you're well, supposed to remember, so you're supposed to, at the end of OT8, which is roughly the cost of, what, 400000 by this point in your Scientology career. I'm not talking donations that you've given to front groups. Right. More, Mary? Yeah. I mean... More? Yeah. Uh, OT8's really hard for me to explain because, um, first of all, I didn't want to go at all. And I really didn't have a choice because they they got to my husband and he gave me his that was sitting there and he paid for the ticket. And so now... I'm trapped. I can't say right. I don't want to go. Because it's, yeah. it's on a boat. Yeah. 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 And also, not, not just physically, but also you're saying you're trapped because now they have your husband saying, Mary, you should go. It's the right thing to do. Right. 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 And and so, it would be a problem, Mary, to Scientology that you didn't want to continue because you're supposed to yeah. resign right after you finish a course in Scientology and pay for your yeah. next service. If not- It's called an outpoint. Yeah, it's called an outpoint. But Mary, what did you believe you were getting? Just that you would have total recall of all of your lifetimes? Why would you want that? Uh, Well, you know, going in, you really don't know what you're going to get. And then when you're sitting there doing it, for me, sometimes I read what other people did, and maybe I just forgot. But to me, um, it was discovering the very thing I thought I was doing to begin with, which was making it all up. It wasn't my track. It was another being's track or it was a false track or maybe some snippets of it were. So that was kind of like, honestly, it was kind of like, really? That's what I've been trying to say since Dianetics that I think I'm making this up. It's such a fucking mind fuck. It's such a mind fuck. Because Scientology says, like you said, Mary, in Dianetics, you have this thing in your mind that you're not aware of. And you're like, do I? Yep. And we are going, guess what, though? Here's the good news. We have the anecdote. We have the solution to get rid of it. Okay, but I didn't know I had it. Well, you do have it. Because L. Ron Hubbard's a scientist, and he found this thing, that you have this thing that's destroying your life, right? right? Then you're forced to make up these scenarios that you're paying for, 
make them up because they say it's there, right? So they sit there and they egg you on to tell fantastic stories. Then they say, well, when you're clear, which is the first big part of the, is the middle part of the bridge, right? This is right before you get onto the OT levels where you find out that you your thoughts and your body is made up of, you know, aliens, not aliens, but but Thetans beings, right? Other, Other spiritual beings. beings. Right. And um, so when you get to clear, they tell you the the realization for you to attest to this clear, this big part of Scientology, is for you to say that you made that shit up. That's the realization that gets you to the next level. That you, you made it up. It up. You, you mocked you it up. You created it. Yeah. But you're like, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. You told me I had it, so then I said it, and the. And then the same the the same shit goes for OT eight the end of the bridge that you mock this up is yeah. that fucking insane I mean how this is not fraud how this is not all of those things Mike I don't I'll never understand because it's not a faith right well it, it is these are promises made no you have to pay for it there's promises <laughs> made an exactness. And exactness, they even have it spelled out on the bridge. At this point, you will be able to freely communicate to any person on any subject. Well, Scientology, bad fucking news for you. You can't talk to your own parents. You can't talk to anybody who opposes Scientology beliefs. You didn't achieve it. And yet they're running around going, it's an exact science. You certainly can't. Talk to a Scientology official about your grievances when you're Babe, in. you couldn't talk to your husband about your grievances. No. You couldn't talk to your own kids. I don't want to hear right. it. I don't want to hear it. That's not true. Blah, blah, blah. They can't talk freely on any subject. Are you kidding me? Right. right. Okay, so Mary, you start to have doubts. and Because we want to talk about fair game, I know, because the, the fair gaming starts pretty pretty uh early if you if you if you ever communicate a grievance is that what you wanted to talk about well um fair gaming i guess by definition is a something that's done to a critic of the church somebody that normally you think of as somebody that's already out or that's been declared a suppressive person that's sure. out or somebody that was never in but is a critic of the church and then then they do these things to get you to right, shut right. up basically right. right right but you know there's layers of that going on before you like when i became disgruntled for instance they really circle the wagons around my husband my son and all your friends in fact they asked my husband who are your friends and he gives them a list and they call all those people in yeah because they're gonna let and i in the meantime i'm like my head is got steam coming out my ears and i'm just trying to not get declared so i don't lose my family right that's all i'm thinking about but inside i'm a mess and i don't know what's going on out here right uh and that's why your show is so great because you let people on the inside that maybe watch it know that you know you better you better cover yourself you better get people on board and there are things that i would do differently now knowing what the church this is an aspect of fair gaming because they're getting they're telling my son's my son lies about me they're getting my 
husband, you know, Mary's off the rails. She's gone to the right. dark side. Right. She's got over. So we got to get her yeah, back basically, in. Basically, they're saying they you're, get you, you've them. gone psychotic. Basically, telling people that love you, your family, that you're, you've gone nuts, basically. Right. Yeah. Right. And that you and, need help. And yeah. the only hope to resolve that is... It's Scientology. Scientology. So you've <laughs> got to get Mary back in here so that we can help her through this troubling time that she's now uh, gotten herself into due to her overts and withholds. Now, Mary, right. Now, Mary, the thing is, but was it, was it right after OT8? I know that you had your concerns before, but when you left OT8, when you were done with OT8 and left that ship, you were just, you were just done. You were just trying to toe the line. I was just trying to quietly walk away right. at that point, but they wouldn't leave me alone. Um, you know, then it becomes, no, 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 you, it's your duty to be on staff. It's your duty to be part of an OT committee. And, um, you need to come in. This is one thing I thought I would never have to do again was go in uh, for a briefing, which is go in and get pummeled for money. And I thought, and my husband was, had to go in to the organization and I knew he was going to get briefed. And so I said to him, listen, I know you're going to get briefed, and all I'm going to tell you is you don't need me there. Because I thought, right. they're going to call me in. They always want right. the, the the sponsor. I said, you don't need me there. You can give them whatever you want. It is <laughs> okay with me. Because I didn't want a phone call. Right. I didn't want me to be a reason. I wanted right. nothing to do with this. And for some reason, now I know why, but... I didn't get it at the time. They had to have me there. They were showing up at my house to get me in. So the way they got me in, this is what I'm talking about, these layers, these levels of pain and suffering that they inflict, is they had my husband call me right there in the International Association of Scientologists' office and call me and say, hold on. So he hands the phone to this IAS Representative. Yep. And they've already been pummeling me for a week or two now. And Mm -hmm. she's badgering me. Come in and then why me and finally I just popped and I said, Okay, I don't want to come in because I know what you're you want. I know that you're just telling me some story and then you want money and I don't want to give you any. And she went, Well, I'm gonna write you up which, of course, is what you try to avoid. And I right. went, fuck you. Like, it just, <laughs> I just. <laughs> I mean, this then, is not, you know, the, for people who are listening, this is not normal. For I mean, it's very normal to me now, but it's not, it's not what we would typically do as parishioners. We might want to never. say those things, but never. to avoid having to be interrogated and at our expense, we usually said nothing or That's we right. just gave the money. But I had, I was on, I just had had it with all this. I had, yeah. I, I don't think people or obviously the IAS or the DOJ do not understand the shit the church puts you through to get money out of you. Right. And you, you just have no recourse. So when you, I go in because I had a report written on me, and now you have to go in. If right. you don't go in when the ethics officer calls you in, then it's a committee of evidence. If you don't go in on a committee of evidence, then it's a declare. 
And so right. see the level that you're there. Yeah. Yeah, now the, you lost your The threat your is always there. You're living your life by through Just threat boom, and boom, intimidation. Boom. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is what happens. So I go in. Yeah. My ethics officer, who I actually liked, yeah. she reads the stupid report and goes, oh, this is silly. But yeah. this is a ruse. Right. They have the IAS representative waiting outside of her office to take me down to their office where my husband is sitting, where they <laughs> pummel me for the next five hours right. to get money out of us. And right. you want to know why they wanted me there? Because I hated it so much. I would have given them every dime to get them to shut up and leave me alone. That's why they want me there. My husband would sit there and go, no, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. It's Mary. Mary. They could break down Mary. Right. And we eventually end up giving $50,000. Wow. It just kills me. Yeah, I know. I'm so mad at the Department of Justice for all the stuff you've... I'm sorry to segue here. I just get so mad with all the stuff that you have exposed that is legitimately a crime. Now, what what happened to me, what I just told you about, is not legitimately a crime. Because as a religion, they're allowed to do this. But come on. You have enough to stop this. Yeah. Well, for for those who don't know, I mean, Mike, I think you should pick this up uh, here. You mean like that this is widespread? It happens everywhere in every Scientology organizations. And there are people who beyond the experience of Mary, because while $50,000 is a lot of money, there are people who have gone horrendously into debt that they could not afford. They have had credit cards taken out on their behalf and maxed out and then end up owing a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars on maxed out credit cards that they have no way of paying off or taking second mortgages or whatever. And the there there is a million of these stories. As many people as there are who have sat in front of a registrar in Scientology, are as many stories as there are of being abused and manipulated and mind-fucked into handing over money that should never have been handed over because it was either, A, for something that had absolutely no value, even though it was promised that it was going to be used for something, but then didn't get used, or B, it was outside of the person's comfort zone for their own financial well-being. And in truth, I often say that, you know, the, the trapping of Scientology and the, and, you know, what, what is David Miscavige after? Is he after money? I never say that the answer to that is yes. I always say that what he's really after is power. And power consists of the ability to get people to do things that are not in their best interest, but are in yours. And so money is a measure of that power, but right. it isn't the end goal. The, the goal here is to 
get people to do things and control them and have power over them and that they therefore will give you money that they shouldn't be giving you. And that's exactly what Mary is talking about and is exactly what happens in Scientology organizations all over the world. And there are dozens, hundreds of reports of specific instances where this has happened. And yes, Mary is right. You hide behind the First Amendment and you and Scientology hides behind the fact that this is a religious uh, decision and courts and law enforcement may not entangle themselves in matters of religious policy, but that is a cloak that is a, a, a dirty, rotten trick because the truth of the matter is that the proof that this is not really religious activity is exactly what you said, Leah. This is actually a business. This is modeled on a business model. The United States Supreme Court said that this is a business model, that paying for services on a fixed price for an exact promised end result is by definition, a quid pro quo. It is not a legitimate tax-deductible donation. And that decision from the United States Supreme Court still stands, but it has been overturned by the administrative practice of the Internal Revenue Service granting Scientology tax-exempt status as a religious organization and granting deductibility of quote, donations to Scientology, i.e. payments for services to Scientology are tax deductible. They are in complete violation of the United States Supreme Court. And how that has happened, I have no idea. And every constitutional law expert that I have ever spoken to about this subject just sort of throws up their hands and goes, I don't get it. I've never right. seen this before. And right. that is where we sit with Scientology today. They go on abusing people and taking their money and doing horrendous things that normal people would not be able to get away with because they hide behind the First Amendment. And when people ask, yes, no, not rant at all. And when people ask us, how is this still happening? We say, good fucking question. Look, Mike and I are not lawyers. We don't have a three, we don't have a, a, a chest full of money like Scientology has. We don't have Sea Org members working around the clock for us to find ways to to expose Scientology. It is a small group of people just trying to get the word out so that people who can do something fucking do. But what's yeah. what's so frustrating about it is that the Department of Justice of the United States government has more lawyers than you can shake a stick at. And they have investigators. Well, they have the Federal Bureau of Investigation. They have the IRS Criminal Investigation Division. All of these things at their disposal. And they could, in fact, be investigating and prosecuting these things if they were motivated to do so. So that's why and, we always say, but Leah. Mike, what would make them motivated to do so? Pressure from politicians, pressure from the media. Those okay. two things are what 
causes government bureaucracies to act, and in particular, the Internal Revenue Service. So if you, listener out there, know someone that sits on uh, the House or Senate uh, budget committees that control the monies allocated to the IRS, write them a letter or call them up or go visit them in their offices and complain that the IRS is not doing their job when it comes to Scientology, that there is a $3 billion fund sitting there waiting to be taken by the IRS. They've got a shitload of money, so it actually ultimately could be a very remunerative thing. You remember David Miscavige saying at the event where he announced that he had won the war against the IRS and they had granted tax-exempt status, that there was $1 billion, that's with a B, dollars of outstanding tax assessments against Scientology that were all foregone by the IRS in when they settled those cases. Or they Could you th- imagine? Came to that settlement. Just shame on them. Shh. No shit. I want to say one thing. Go ahead, man. Just to plead my case. Please. <laughs> the suffering continues. I mean, I don't know what the... If, if I was being tied up and tortured in this house and my neighbor knew about it and called 911 SWAT teams would be coming in to rescue me. Well, I suffer internally every day of my life. And I'm sorry, I'm not the only one. I mean, as a mother, it is just horrible to lose my son. And because you can't see my pain, and because I try to work through it and live my life and smile real big, people don't understand. Well, the IRS, Department of Justice, need to understand people are suffering. They are suffering because of the Church of Scientology. And they, they, if they can stop it, stop it, please. I'm one person, but there are thousands of us suffering from the loss of family and friends and income and so much more so much more inside of us that was taken because of the Church of Scientology, and they shouldn't be allowed to get away with it. This is not the intent of the First Amendment to allow a group to inflict so much pain and suffering on people that were in it, and even people that are out of it. Right. There. Here, here. Here, here, Mary. Mary. They didn't take away the fight in you. They didn't take away your heart and they didn't take away your hope because if you had no hope, Mary, you wouldn't be talking to us today. Right. Right. Sometimes I have no hope, but Mary, and and the same with us and the same with us. You don't think there's days we want to give up and say, fuck this. You know, we do. We do. Yeah. But ultimately we know if we do, we just wouldn't be who we are who we really are, right? Which is people who got into Scientology because we all thought we were helping. And that is ultimately what what is still within us is a willingness to help and, and try to help people to avoid this kind of pain, for parents to avoid this kind of pain, for people to not give up their lives, what they work for, their every day for something that is a bridge that leads to nowhere except pain. 
an empty and emptiness. I mean, you're left with what, what, you know, so many, like you're saying, it, it leaves so many scars in, in so many places inside of you that you, you're like, well, let's pick one <laughs> to talk about yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. It's not just one thing. And, and I, I, I understand Mary. I mean, my mom has yeah. her family. My mom is lucky yeah. enough to have her family, but there's something that that's that's I, I'm very I'm still kind of sad for my mom because this was something that she's known her whole life, and I see this kind of I don't even know how to explain it, but it's almost like I'm she's just sad. It's, I feel like the sadness is is still there, even though she has her family. She doesn't have her friends, and she spent her whole life in this thing. She dedicated everything to them, only at the end of it to kind of go, I mean, to, to go, none, none of that meant anything. None of that was real. Right. And I know it just left her. So it's not just when you have your family, you come out of this unscathed. Uh, right. you, you miss, there's a whole mission that you're, you're, now devoid of, right? You had this fake mission, this purpose for living, which was you're helping to save the planet and you're helping to save people. And then you don't have right. that anymore, right? You just don't have that right. anymore. When people look at you and go, what do you do with your life? And the, um, an innocence and a really, an yeah. innocence has been betrayed and a yes. really good intention Mm -hmm. has been betrayed and it yes. leaves something inside of you just feeling oh like can i yeah. have that 30 years back right right yeah yeah and that that's not easy to get over yeah that is not easy to get over um and so you know um i don't i don't know mary i i wish i had something to say that was profound but just know well, that you're loved, you Mary, know, and that you are helping so many people. You're helping so many people every time you open your mouth. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate what you and Mike are doing and other people. There's a handful of people that are just pounding away at this thing day in and day out. And you two were two of them. Thank you, Mary. Well, we'll I get really there. Appreciate I mean, it. we have to have faith and we have to have hope. That eventually yeah. somebody will hear this or watch the aftermath. That's now on Netflix. More eyes are on it, and yeah. you know, really, I honestly, I, that wasn't a plug. I'm just, I, I'm like, I, I hope somebody at the Department of Justice is just sitting at home one weekend, watching Netflix and going, "Let me give this asshole a try." And I'll look at this one from Brooklyn and this Australian idiot. You know, let me see what the right. fuck they have to say. You know, and and hope that you all who bravely told your stories touch a piece of them that they think uh, we need to do something. We need to help people who, who have been there and we need to make sure that nobody uh, goes there <laughs> and has to right. deal with this kind of pain. Right. That's what we hope. Mikey. Right. Yeah. I, one thing I wanted to say is, you know, it, it drives me every day. Yeah. The, the fact that my Two eldest children remain disconnected from me, and beyond that, continue. My daughter continues to to attack me overtly. At least you don't have that, Mary. But it's horrible. That's not that's not much of a consolation, I know. But it does 
drive me every single day that I seek to help others to avoid that which I have been through that I don't want them to have to experience. Right. Yeah. You know, I can't do anything to change what's happened in the past. We can only do things to change what might happen in the future. We can't change what has happened to us, but we can change what may happen to others in the future and also, you know, our relationships in our own lives and Mary, Sammy, your son, and my son and daughter, hopefully at some point they will, you know, rise like phoenixes out of the ashes of the Scientology organization and come home. But there are a lot of people who we can save the from suffering yeah. some of the pain that we have. Yes. And yes. that's what makes me get up in the morning. That is what drives me to work each day to do more and something that might help to expose that. So as Leah says, it's not a plug for the aftermath on Netflix. It's all we live for is to get the message out as broadly as we can to as many people as we can in as many different ways as we can. And hopefully that saturation of message will ultimately result in the ending of these abuses because that's what we're all about. That, right, that's, right. that's my life. Yeah, right. Well, you yeah. can't quantify how many lies you guys have probably already saved. You can't see it. Well, we we didn't. You you all continuing to speak out. You telling it could have just been me and Mike talking. We would have affected nothing. But being the platform, especially us just talking. I know the media just hot mess, hot mess. Uh, but uh, uh, it's it's you all telling your stories, and it was you guys who the audience connected to with your real pain. Remember, we went from, this is just some crazy little innocuous Tom Cruise jumping on a couch. It might be a little wacky to people going, this is some dangerous fucking criminal shit going on here. Yeah. And you guys achieved that. We created the vehicle, but it's because of your stories and your willingness to be brave enough to speak out, you could have gone away quietly, Mary, and and the people who have appeared on our program or who come on this or the two journalists who have the balls to write about Scientology who were never Scientologists or uh, uh, an Oscar-winning documentarian like Alex Gibney uh, and, right. and Lawrence Wright and people who, you know, the one person who had the balls to write the Time Magazine article in the 80s, you know, there's a, <laughs> a few people who were willing to put their necks out. And that's the truth. Yeah. It's not hundreds, Mary. It's a few. Maybe not not a few. What what would you say, Mike? Through history, people doing blogs, people posting things. Well, a hundred at oh, best. What, I mean, what I'll oh, say yeah, is I wouldn't put a number on it. I'd just say not enough. Yeah, not we enough. We haven't got right. there yet. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not enough people are doing the work. So the for to the people that are, to the people that are, and that includes you, Mary, we thank you. 
All right. Till next well, thank time. You. Yes. It's a team effort. <laughs> yes, exactly. It Mary, is. we love you. Mary, we love you. And to those who support us and to those who have spoken out, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please continue. And until next time, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye, Mary. Bye. Bye, Mikey. Bye. And we'll, okay, I was about to do it. That's okay. So wait, tell me again, because I, I didn't actually hear <laughs> No, 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 just tell me, just tell me what to say. Okay. Listen, we also, hey, Mike, everybody, we want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Um, yes. Because we will not be airing um, until our next episode of, of, of Scientology Fear Game will not be airing until December 8th. But this Thanksgiving, just remember. There are people who don't have, right? Like Mary's family and, and many people in Scientology who don't have those family members at their table. And uh, I'm not talking about, I'm not going to go there, Mike, with the deaths and stuff like that. So maybe you could say it a little bit more. Actually, Mike, actually, Mike, you say this part. So we're not going to air until December 8th, but we want to wish you a very happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Mike? Yes, indeed. And enjoy the time with the family that you have. Yes. And yes. think of those whose families have been disconnected from on yes. Thanksgiving and see if you can figure out something that you might be able to do to help change that for next Thanksgiving. Okay. <laughs> All right, you guys. Till next time, December 8th. <laughs>